So we are going to continue our series on the Holy Spirit. And uh, we are looking today at a sort of a, a, a the subject of, of, uh, of grieving the Holy Spirit, which is obviously, oh, that's not very nice, is it? But actually, it's a really important subject. Uh, and so we're going to talk about that. Now, I'm, I'm going to read uh, uh, a passage of Scripture, which is a bit longer than we normally do, but it, I just want to give a context uh, to the, the, the particular verse that we're going to focus on. And so I'm going to read from uh, Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 17. Uh, starting verse 17. So if you want to follow in the Bible, please do. Otherwise, just, just listen uh, to my voice. Um, and hopefully you won't fall asleep. Okay. Uh, so Ephesians chapter 4, verse 17. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do, in the futility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of their ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts. Having lost all sensitivity, they have given themselves over to sensuality so as uh, so to indulge in every kind of impurity with a continual lust for, for more. You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of him and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood and speak truthfully to his neighbour, for we are all members of one body. In your anger, do not sin, and do not let the sun go down while you are still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. He who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work doing something useful with his own hands, that he may have something to share with those in need. And do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful for building others up in accordance with their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Get rid of all bitterness, rage and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Um, this is uh, a part of, you know, we don't normally read the big chunks of scripture, and I, I just wanted to, 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 to get the setting for the verse we're particularly looking at, um, which is verse 30, which says, um, I'll get it right. and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. So this verse is talking about um, our actions uh, and the things that we do that impact and affect God, affect the Holy Spirit. And you can think, well, that's a, that's, you know, how can what I do impact and affect God? Well, the Bible clearly says it does. And the word that they use here, and the word that Paul uses here, is a really important one. It's grieve. And, um, and the context and the understanding of grieve is that you grieve someone, or you are grieved when you, someone close to you or someone you love hurts you in some way 
or you lose them. So we talk about grieving at a funeral, don't we? Or, or, or a, you know, so you know, people grieve at, at the graveside or when they've lost a loved one. And that's because that, that something has gone from their lives, someone that they loved. Or, or, um, or someone who is close to us does something against us. That grieves us. And it's very different to, say, um, a schoolmaster. I was listening to uh, someone yesterday and he was talk talking about... Uh, his school days and how one of the t teachers uh, often got cross with him because he did something wrong. Now, this teacher, um, when he did something wrong, instead of being grieved, he was angry because he had not followed the rules. Now, there wasn't a relationship with this teacher, therefore the teacher wasn't grieved, he was just cross. And this is quite important because... Sometimes we can look at God and we think, I've done something wrong, therefore God is angry. Because we have this idea that there is a sort of a distance between us and God. And actually, God doesn't get angry at us, but he is grieved when we act in certain ways. And the reason for that is because we have, and what God wants to emphasise here, and what Paul is emphasising, is that actually that relationship between us and the Holy Spirit is a close one. You see, Christianity, as we often say here, and I'm sure you all know, is not about following the rules. It's about relationship. God sent Jesus down because the relationship between us and him was broken. He didn't send us down because he wanted us to, to all conform to a certain way of living or, 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 you know, or to, you know, to, to do a certain set of things. His heart was broken because there was a relationship that he once had with the first, uh, with Adam and Eve, that was broken through sin. And so the whole emphasis of salvation is to bring us back into that relationship, into that closeness, into that love relationship with the Father. And so Jesus came to restore that. And, and, and so the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit was given to us to keep that relationship close. He wants us to be close to him. He wants us to know his love. He wants us to have that relationship, that ongoing day-to-day -day love relationship with the Father through the Holy Spirit. And so it's close, and the Holy Spirit is close to us. And we, he's closer to us than we often feel to him. So that when we do something that is not right, he's grieved. Because it's breaking, it's affecting that relationship that, he, uh, that God spent such a lot of effort and time and cost to restore. And so that's why that, 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 that word is so important, grieved, is that when we go against what God has put in us, he is grieved. And when we do stuff that isn't right. So, in what way do we grieve the Holy Spirit? And, and this is what those verses are all about. So I'm just going to talk about a few ways. Now the first one is, um, and they all sort of interlink. It's interesting how Paul words that verse uh, in verse 30. He says, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Do not, hit, uh, do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Now he doesn't use that phrase anywhere else. And the emphasis there is do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. 
And he's emphasising the fact that the, the Holy Spirit who is in us is holy. We've been singing about that this morning. And, and so when, when we do something that is wrong, the Holy Spirit, that he is holy, he is pure, and we bring into our lives something that is impure, and that grieves him. And the reason it grieves him is, A, he is holy, but also it's not who we are. He's made us holy. Diana said that earlier on. You know, we are holy, and God has made us, uh, God has made us holy through the washing and through our salvation. He came uh, and he restored us. He gave us a new heart. He washed us clean. And we are holy. And the Holy Spirit within us is holy. And so when we do something that is not right, when, when we, when we uh, go into an area that, that is not honouring to God, then we, we go against the nature of the person who is within us. And, his, and he is grieved by that. And, and the reason it's, he is grieved is because... Because actually that starts to impact the relationship we have with him. You see, he can't, he can't work as, as, as broadly and as well with someone who has harboured sin in their life. You know, the, elsewhere in the Bible it talks about don't put out the Spirit's fire. It's the same idea. That as we allow these, these things into our lives, and if we let them stay there, then there is a, a, a dampening of, of the Holy Spirit's work in our lives. And there is a, a sort of a, a distance that comes between us. Now, he's never leaving us. He loves us. We're never going to lose our salvation. That, but, but that's not... The point here is that there, we were born for relationship, an ongoing relationship that is damaged by allowing these things into our lives. Because he's holy. And so, Paul is emphasising here, you know, we... we you know, and he says uh, somewhere else, be holy because I am holy. And he's calling us to live a life that is more honouring and day by day more glorifying to God in the way we live. So, so the first thing then is, is we grieve because he's holy. But the second thing, and I've already touched upon it, is because we are acting, when we take some of this stuff on, and I'll talk a bit more about what that is, when we start doing the things that, that Paul mentions here, bitterness, anger, rage, lying, whatever it is, we start behaving completely opposite to who we are. And the wonderful truth is that, you know, when we, when we you know, and, and, and Paul starts this, this, this little passage like this, he said, the Gentiles, and he's talking about those who are outside Christ, those who aren't Christ, have, you know, just are, have hardened hearts, they do their own thing, they, they live in a way that is completely dishonouring to God, and that's just what they're like, that's who they are, because that's, that they've not been transformed. But you... You've been transformed. You have a, you've, you've got a new heart. You've got a new life. You've been washed clean. You're not that. You're not. You're not. Li you're not that way. You know. It's like it's like a, like getting into a car, um, and uh, you know, and and, and, a, and a car that has you know, and I've I've had a few cars in my time that have done this uh, that had a natural bias to to, to turn left, uh, and you have to fight with the thing to keep it straight on the road. A few years ago, <laughs> when uh, when they, the, yeah. When the laws were, were less, less stringent. Anyway, and, 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 you know, to get the car to do what you wanted it to do, you had to fight with it. Um, and, uh, and so, and, and now, now that's been taken away. Uh, and, and these modern cars, you know, you can, you can go and you're free to, 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 to follow the road without any of this, this sort of bias that, that pulls us off onto the side. 
And that's been taken away and we've been given a new heart. And so therefore we are able to live for God without getting into this stuff. And yet when we, but, but there is the old nature, that the Bible talks about that, that we can sometimes just go and indulge in. And, and Paul says, that's not, that's not who you are. That's not what you should be doing. That's not, okay, we, we're influenced by it and we, we, just, we, we need to put, put that off. We need to put that old nature off and we need to put on the new nature, which is in righteousness. And, and, uh, and, and you're free to do that now. You can choose. And so when we choose not to be who we really are, that grieves the Holy Spirit. You see, anger and bitterness and rage and lying, that's not us. That's not you. That's not, that's not how God has made you new. You might think, oh, I've struggled with it. That's not you. And, and one, of the, one of the keys to overcoming this is to know that that's not you. To know that you are new, that you have been made right. That, that all this, all this deep-seated stuff that was in us from birth has been taken away. And, and we no longer need to live like this. But when we do something against our true nature, it grieves the Holy Spirit. I can remember, and I won't mention names because, uh, you know, just for things, uh, just for uh, honouring uh, uh, the, the person, but, but uh, there was one, one of our children who, for a time, I've probably mentioned this before, uh, because of the influence of, of um, uh, some friends and what have you, went into a, a time where she was, you know, uh, behaving in, in a really not very good way and, and a difficult way. And what we could see in her was that she was being influenced to act in a way that wasn't her. And she wasn't happy, and she was making our lives unhappy, and yet it grieved us, primarily because we could see this isn't her. This isn't what she was made like. This wasn't, isn't what she was really for. But, but because of, of, of what was going on, she was, she was acting in a way and she was becoming miserable and we were miserable and, and it grieved us. Now, thanks. You know, God is good. And through, through time and, and, and stuff, she, she, she recognised it. And God revealed that through... It was a painful process, but God revealed that to her, that this isn't you. This is not the way I made you. This is not how you should be. And God, in his mercy and grace, uh, brought them back. And, and, and I think that's, you know, and that's, that's a wonderful testimony that we have. But, and God will do that when we're open to him and, and actually recognise uh, that actually we're, we're behaving in a way that isn't who we are. Okay, so, so that was... Um, and the other I wanted to, to sort of mention as well... The Bible talks about the importance of, uh, in this passage, about putting off the old self and being renewed in the, your mind. And uh, and uh, I, when I was uh, went through the steps course last year, and uh, I went into uh, looking into something that I should be focusing on, and it was a really interesting process because I recognised in uh, in me something that had been. Uh, in my life for some time, which was, and, and I, you know, I think it potentially came from, from childhood or whatever, and that in certain circumstances I reacted in a certain way to certain things that were going on in a, in a, in a very unhelpful way. So when I was thinking that I was being ignored by someone, I got very angry. 
Um, and uh, now I, c I could normally control it, and I could, you know, sort of smiles on the outside. I'm very happy with you, but um, and yet God did a, a, a work, or started a work in me about identifying that actually there was something going on in my life that wasn't right. I had a wrong thinking about situations. So my mind needed to be renewed. I needed to put off. And it wasn't about, you know, you know presenting a good front and grinning and bearing it and, and, uh, and, and looking the part. God wanted to do something far more fundamental in dealing with the root, which was I needed to change my mindset. And the issue wasn't whether someone had ignored me or not. That really didn't matter. The issue was how I was reacting and my thinking and my mind. And, and actually through the process, I felt God really helped me change my thinking such that the issue has largely gone away. Now, I'm still working through it. I'm still working through, and, and we do, and, and, you know, and, and the process of becoming more Christ-like is a, is, a, is, a, you know, is a lifelong process, isn't it? We go from glory to glory. Um, but I'm really glad that through the Holy Spirit, he pointed out something that my thinking needed to be renewed such that I didn't respond in the same way. And that dealt with my anger far better than me doing, right, I'm just going to grin and bear it, I'm going to stop myself doing it, because that doesn't work. We need the Holy Spirit to renew our minds. So, so the Holy Spirit is grieved when we're doing stuff that's unholy, that's not like him. He's grieved when we're doing stuff that doesn't, uh, isn't who we are. But also, and, and probably most importantly, perhaps in the context of this verse is that he is grieved when we do stuff that affects others. And a lot of what Paul is talking about here is our actions that impact those around us. Being angry, being uh, unforgiving, it talks about right at the end, being bitter. And these things affect and can impact lives. And what we have to remember is that the Holy Spirit not only loves us, but loves our brothers and sisters. He loves them dearly. And so if we do something or if we harbour something in our heart that affects them and has an adverse effect on them, he's grieved because they're dearly loved brothers and sisters that he loves. They're his children. And we are doing stuff that impacts them. And he, that hurts him. And, uh, and so he is saying, don't do it. Get rid of this stuff that is affecting your brothers and sisters. Get rid of it because it's not good, it causes disharmony, and, it, and I'm grieved by it, because I love these people, I love this person, I died for this person, I, I want them to be, have everything, I want them to know the full life uh, and goodness of God, and, and actually you're impacting that. And so, and so the, the context of this verse is within the relationships, primarily in the church and with brothers and sisters. And so he's saying, don't let what you're, you know, the way you act and the way you feel start impacting others around you. Deal with it. And when, when we say deal with it, I want to talk, you know, talk about what I mentioned earlier before. It's not a case of suppressing it. It's a case of actually saying, Holy Spirit, I recognise this in me. I need you to help me. I need you to deal with the stuff in my heart. In that context as well, it talks about... Um, 
getting a foothold. And, and, and sadly, through the years, I've seen uh, this happen, where some, somebody has been offended by something. And, um, and, and that can happen. I mean, we can do... That happens. I can say something to somebody, Jamie can, anybody can, that, that is careless or unfortunate or whatever it is. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not perfect. And we can say something, and I've seen it in church over the years, and the person gets offended. What needs to happen there is that is a moment in time where that needs to be dealt with right by the person who's been offended. And it's tough because... You know, you, you didn't ask for this. You didn't, you know, didn't, you didn't, you know, ask to be offended. You just, you know, something, idea, something, someone did, said it. But that is a point of potential uh, danger. Because if that then festers, if you then start thinking about it and start then pondering it in your mind and, and then thinking about, oh, what, oh that, he did that, but, but, but he did this a few years ago. And he did that last week, and oh, he, he just really doesn't like me, does he? And suddenly, that whole thing starts building. And that's, at that point, that's when the devil can get a foothold. Because he will then start bringing into your mind all sorts of other issues that come up. Everything points to the fact that this person is horrible, and doesn't like you, and needs, needs to be told. And then, and then that can get into the church, and that can get into a, a, a disunity in the church because you then start talking to other people, and they say, "Oh yeah, they really did that to me." Oh yeah, and and that can be so dangerous. And sadly, I've seen church split because of it, because Satan has got a foothold when it may well have been a legitimate offence that needed to, for the person to say sorry. But actually, it's how I or you deal with that offence is the key. And, and it's difficult. It's, it's, it's hard to sometimes say, look, I've been offended. Actually, that person shouldn't have done it. But I'm not going to let this damage our relationship. I'm not going to let it. And I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to help me deal with it. I'm going to ask Holy Spirit to help me not to get angry, not to get bitter, and not to start slandering, and not to start going around. And... And, and if necessary, I'm going to go and talk to the person, and I'm going to say, actually, what you said really hurt me, and I didn't, really, you know. And then, to, and that's the right way of dealing with it. It's difficult. It's difficult. But in, a, in, in you know, I, I, what we what we want to see here is a church that is open and ready to accept. I'm going to put my hand up. I will say things over the years, and I'm sure I've done it that have offended people, and I need to be told so that I can apologise. And what I don't want you to do. Is to, is to think, oh, actually, he's not very nice, and then to let it fester. Do come and talk to us, and, and all of us uh, who, who speak up here, and I'm sure everybody in this place would say the same. We want to have open and honest relations such that we don't let Satan get a foothold and get this, this, this whole uh, thing started in the church. And I know over the years I've had to deal with things like that, and, and it's difficult sometimes because when, when we have been hurt, when we have been... Uh, affected, um, it can it can be difficult, and we can you know, and actually because we then have to do the the, the forgiving and, and sorting out. So just to just to conclude, then the Holy Spirit is within us. He loves us. He's close to us. He wants us to know that he has a really close relationship with us. He wants us to know that he he is closer than a brother. 
And, and God has put his Holy Spirit in us because he wants that relationship close to us. And he wants us to, to receive and know it and, and experience it. He wants us to know his goodness and his love. So that when we start acting in a way that is different to that, that is not in line with who we are, he is grieved by that. But not to the extent that he's angry and runs away. He wants us to come to him and to confess it and to say, God, I need your help. I need your help to deal with this. I need to have uh, your uh, heart put back into me so that I can come to this person and forgive them, that I can come to this person and put my anger down. I just want to share one last story, and I've shared it before. I'm so grateful to God for how he's been in my life. And uh, he, uh, in my early marriage, my wife's not here today, but she's heard this story many times. Um, I, I was acting, when we first got married, uh, after a few years, in a way that was really dishonouring to my wife. I wasn't, uh, before I, I wasn't having a, an affair or anything like that, but I just wasn't loving her as I should have done. And, uh, and there was lots of thoughts going on. There may have been all sorts of reasons. Our, our early marriage was, was difficult. And, um, but I, I had let uh, something come into my heart that was not good and was not right. <coughs> and, um, and, but I was still seeking God. I was still going for God. And I'm so <coughs> grateful that he spoke to me uh, at a conference. Um, I just happened to, to go. And, someone, and, he, and God gave somebody who I'd never met, never, in fact, was from a platform, and he gave him a word. And he spoke directly to my heart. And I'm so grateful because at that moment, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. It wasn't through my own efforts that I was able to change. It was because the Holy Spirit arrowed in and said, you're not doing what's right. You need to love your wife. And not only did he speak to me, but he gave me the strength to do it. And, you know, and we've never looked back. We've never looked back. And I want you to know that the Holy Spirit, when he points these things out, will give you the strength and the power to do something about it. However difficult, however hurt you've been, however much the person has wronged you, the Holy Spirit gives you the power to overcome, to change your thinking, and to transform relationships. And it has completely transformed our relationship. It was a long time ago now, uh, but it, 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 it was, I'm so glad that the Holy Spirit, through, uh, a, I don't even know who it was, I don't even know the name of the person now, but was prompted by God to speak and change it. And so I, I just want you to, at this point, be open. If there's anything that God, you know God has stirred in your heart, you know that you've allowed something to rise up because, because of something someone said or something someone did or, or, or because of fear or whatever reason, don't let it stay. Let Holy Spirit come and change. He doesn't want, he, he is grieved when this happens and he wants you to be made whole. He wants that relationship to be restored and he wants the church to live in freedom with each one being able to relate well to one another. So let's just pray. I'm going to uh, just spend a few moments in quiet. And I just want you to ask, just ask Holy Spirit, is there any way that I am grieving you at the moment? 
don't spend hours looking. You know, if the Holy Spirit is more than able to immediately point something out. Nothing comes, great. Don't, don't go digging. But just ask, Holy Spirit, am I grieving you in any way? In the way I behave? Towards others? What I'm, what I'm doing uh, in private, what I'm doing in public, whatever it is. And the first thing to do is, if, if God has put anything on your heart, just to, right now, just to acknowledge it and to confess it. Okay, and then it's just simply a case of God help me now to renew my thinking, to renew the way my mind works on this. And I want to put on the new self. I want to get rid of anger. I want to get rid of bitterness. I want to get rid of unforgiveness. I'm going to get rid of lying. I'm going to get rid of slander. I'm going to get rid of all that. And I'm going to put on Holy Spirit. I'm going to put on your stuff. Your righteousness. Your holiness. Your goodness. And I embrace you now. And I I can't do this myself. I can't do this myself. (coughs) Holy Spirit, I want to just embrace everything that you've got for me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I believe God wants to restore relationships that have been broken over years. There may be a relationship because of, because of hurt and unforgiveness, and God wants to restore that. I had a word about a brother. I don't know... A, a, a relationship that has broken with a brother, and I think this is a this is a um, a, a, a family brother rather than just a, a brother in Christ here. I just think there may be a, someone here who's had a, uh, their own brother relationship broken, and God wants to restore that, and He just needs forgiveness to come in. Forgiveness needs to come in. Thank you, Jesus. Just pray, Lord, soften hearts, I pray. <coughs> soften hearts. And I pray, Lord, that you would breathe hope, Lord. Thank you that your Holy Spirit, Lord, Holy Spirit, you bring hope that actually these situations can not only be mended, but restored to what they even better than they were before. Thank you that you don't just do a, a, a small work in lives, Lord, you do a tremendous work. You make them better. So I pray you breathe hope that actually some of these relationships that are broken, Lord, can be not only restored, but made even better than they were before. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Any of you need to, uh, you know, to, you, to go and speak to someone, or, or you need some additional sort of help and, and advice, and talk about some of this stuff, then, then do come and speak to someone that you trust here, that you want to share some stuff. Yeah, Lord, I thank you that you are a wonderful God. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you have such a close relationship with us. And Lord, we don't want to grieve you in the way we act. We don't want to grieve you in the way we live. 
And so, Father, I pray, help us. Holy Spirit, Lord, I pray you renew our thinking, renew our minds. Lord, that we may put off our old self. Uh, and that, Father, you, in your grace and mercy, would help us put on the godliness uh, and to become like you. Thank you, that is amazing. We can become like God in righteousness and holiness. Thank you, Lord. That is, a, that is something, Lord, that we, we just want to be, Lord. And it's not through our own efforts, Lord. Lord, we will never do that. But, Lord, it's through your work in our lives. It's your love in our hearts. It's your transforming power within us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for what you're doing. Amen.